Before I had any experience running, the only memories I had of running were like the seventh grade Canada fitness test we had to take in our PE class. I could have sworn that the test was created just to humiliate me and give my peers more ammunition to tease me about my thunder thighs, creating the earthquakes as they all watched me walk my last two laps. I was walking because I was the only person left on the track and everyone was watching me. If I began to jog, I actually felt my body jiggle in ways I knew I'd be mortified to see in a mirror. And the whistles would get louder. But I was still determined to finish my way. At the finish line, I choked back my tears of embarrassment and shame as the teachers and a couple of my friends cheered me on. Together, I think we felt the relief of that painful display completely over. Maybe they saw strength, but I felt shame and embarrassment. You're tuned in to the Ideas in Motion podcast, and I'm your host, Karen Wilson. We discuss topics around mindset, movement, and momentum. And when we work with all three as an ecosystem, nothing can stop us. As I'm recording this, The fitness centers in my area have been shut down. Now more than ever, we need to take our wellness into our own hands. So let's talk about it. Is there an easier way to progress into a runner? So as an adult, even when I came into fitness and I considered myself pretty fit, I'd see joggers running uphill and I'd think, what the heck? (laughs) Why are they smiling? That looks so flippin' torturous. And they're doing it where people can see them. When I quit smoking, I tried running again in hopes of relieving the anxiety I felt as a part of the withdrawal. I don't know what excited me more, the relief from the anxiety or the fact that I could breathe. Then I could barely walk the next day. It wasn't until my husband Barry completed his first half marathon that I started thinking about trying an event like a 10k race. I remember standing at the finish line witnessing pure joy and sometimes what could only be described as divine agony of the runners coming through the finish line. I couldn't help but notice the diversity in the runners. I think I want to do that, I thought to myself. And I definitely, I didn't know I could until I did. I completed my first 10k race in May 2011. And I wanted more. Life felt perfect. Our kids were 15 and 16 and quite responsible and independent. I was working pretty much full-time as a beauty advisor. And my schedule was retail hours, but flexible. Barry and I were set to get married in October. And to add a splash of fun, we decided to sign up for a half marathon for part of our honeymoon in Victoria. It would be Barry's second and my first. We were following the Running Room founder, John Stanton's plan, and just reading the book that he wrote, and everything was going pretty well. I had a running schedule set, the time earmarked to do it in, and all my routines were stacked and established. Life was pretty good. I felt in control. I felt balanced. and pretty excited. But then it happened, you know, I was offered a temp position. I had been working so hard for this as lead manager. Um, 
So like I was 2IC at the time, which means second in command. And I had been working hard towards management. So I got the opportunity to be lead manager while my manager took a four-month leave. I had been trained for this and I loved my job. So I'm not going to say no. I felt totally ready. It meant more hours, but hello, we had a wedding to plan for. It wasn't exactly, you know, cheap. We needed to save money anyways. I can't remember why, but the same year the store manager started opening an hour earlier, which meant I had to be there an hour earlier. Okay, no problem. I got this. I'll just have to adjust my morning runs, do them after work. But that sucked. (laughs) There's something about being on your feet all day than trying to go for a walk or even a run that's of quality while thinking that you should be home greeting the kids after school and starting dinner before your fiancé got home from his long day. Well, I mean, that's my love language. That's how I grew up. My workload got heavier, and just before I questioned if I was going to be able to do all of this, I got really mad. I was like, dang it, I deserve the quality workouts. I deserve to do this. I'm going to give myself my best before I give my best to the world. I'm going to try mornings for a week. So I set my alarm for 5 a.m., was on the road for 5.30. I prepped my breakfast and work lunch the night before. I learned my quickest, easiest makeup face and had a little bag with only the tools I needed. I also wore my hair in a bun a lot. (laughs) A lot of times I arrived to work and it was still actually wet. It was hard at first, but I had to be super organized. I couldn't let things distract me, so I had to go to bed earlier. But I did it. And since then, I've mostly stayed on that routine, um, you know, but the type of workouts change. I no longer need an alarm, and even though I work from home, I still do need to get to my office on time. So it's not just endorphins from the workout or weight loss that movement brings. What I learned from that whole experience was it feels horrible when I break promises to myself, and it feels amazing to check things off a to-do list that I promised myself I would do. And the only person that's responsible for one and two is me. And the same is true for you. In 2018, I had created this tool to help others learn how to run or just walk fast and get fitness in without the need for a gym or equipment, just to empower themselves and also get outside every day. It was called the 1000K Club. And my mistake was not really having a significant into it and not really knowing what it was. But the whole idea was to help inspire someone to get a thousand kilometers outside with movement, whether walking or running, uh, in a calendar year. And with that, I decided, you know, well, what are the things that helped me when I, when I first, my accidental weight loss, some of the things that really were helpful to me is I was reading different ways to walk, like different types and styles of walk. So I incorporated that in in a calendar as well. And it really, it feels like the right time to share it again. With the uncertainty of activities and gyms opening and closing, 
instead of being frustrated, this is an easy and free way to keep your fitness going strong through anything. So I've put the link down below in uh, in the podcast show notes. And um, be sure to go there to, to get this free calendar if it's something that you are looking for. You can also get it through the blog post, which I have in the show notes. If you're looking for the show notes, they're just below the um the wherever you're listening to this podcast from they're they're just right below so you just have to scroll down a little bit and um if if you're unsure where to find it just see me on message me on instagram karen wilson dot online or shoot me an email at karen wilson online at gmail.com so I have a disclaimer to always do right what's right for you. But the best thing that you can do for yourself is put yourself in the driver's seat of, of what you want to do for your fitness. So there's always going to be circumstances and things that change. But it's nice to have something that you can always fall back on that's a little bit fun or if you're just getting back into fitness after, you know, a couple of years or a year or even a season, it's great to just get the habit in as something that feels good. We don't need more stress in our lives right now. So it's really important to do something that not only fuels your body, but fuels your soul so that you can continue with the mindset and the movement and the momentum to continue being your awesome self and doing what you do so well. It, it takes movement of the body to, to move your creative ideas through and move energy through stuck energy, stale energy, good energy, bad energy. It's, it's a necessary thing in our day. So I hope you enjoy my gift to you. Uh, next week's podcast, I, I'm, I've recording a little bit of, um, you know, authenticity, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that I have strong feelings for of what authenticity means and how I would describe it. And, and, you know, I'm looking for your input, what, what means authentic to you. And, um, I love to talk about these inside, you know, thoughts and about, topics that we are that's very important to be too I've also started on my Instagram channel going live every Wednesday morning at 9 30 Pacific Standard Time and uh, reading some chapters from my book Be Weightless so we are going to start on January 12th uh, depending on when you are listening to this podcast, it may already be up. Uh, I'm going to get the recording up so that um, you can enjoy it. And, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, my story, maybe, maybe you've heard my story, maybe you haven't. But when I started writing at seven years old, it, it, it wasn't the writing that was my favorite part. It was reading my stories out loud. So with the new book, Be Weightless, Like Your Body, Love Yourself, you can uh, get your own copy and follow along. I highly recommend that. There's a bunch of bonus materials I've provided for you in the Be Weightless journal. 
um, when you purchase the book. I'll put the link below where you can get the book if you want to follow along or if you, if you just want to have a look or listen. Uh, the live broadcasts are free as well. Um, and I, I'm looking forward to having discussion over these inside voice topics. So thanks for listening to me. I don't take it lightly that you spend this time with me. Um, please go ahead and leave a review if you're enjoying these podcasts. It really helps me be found. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I'm helping you by at least being identifiable, I, I feel like I'm doing the service with uh, talking with you every week like we are. And um, thank you so much for being there for me too. All right, take care. We'll see you next, I mean, we'll talk with you next week. Have a great day.